Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No games on the schedule? That doesn't stop us from talking football. It's time for the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here are your hosts, past WFCA president and associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle, and the fans' high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the WFCA Show. It's uh, one of our favorite segments, our Colonel Electric Superhero of the Week. Hey, Tom, I don't know what kind of week that you have. I've had a really busy week. Got a really busy day. But our guest, and we're going to talk to him in a minute, Matt, so they had prom last weekend, and he failed to tell me because, you know, I'm the kind of guy that does a bunch of research. He was voted onto the prom court. He's got all his AP testing this week. They've had their theater performance of Godspell, and he is a big part of that. So his week has been as busy as ours, and he continues to take care of his business in the classroom, and I love talking Superhero of the Week. What makes someone a superhero? They can leap tall buildings in a single bound? No. Faster than a speeding bullet? No. More powerful than a locomotive? Absolutely not. Let us introduce you to what we believe superheroes are really about. It's time for the current Electric Superhero of the Week. Our Superhero of the Week from Burlington Catholic Central. He is Luke Gilmore. Hey, Luke, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. Pleasure to be here. Luke, how come you didn't tell me you got voted on the prom court? How come I got to do all this digging to find that stuff out? Sorry about that. I yeah. forgot about that detail there. Yeah, he forgot I about it. He forgot about it. He I'd, forgot about it. If I was okay. on prom court back at Mesper eight zillion years ago, I'd still be telling you about it, Luke. Man, <laughs> good, good for you. How is uh, how is Godspell going? Godspell going really good so far. We've had two of our performances. They've both had really good outcomes, and we still have five more to look forward to coming up. And tell me your role in Godspell. Um, so I'm both John the Baptist and Judas. <laughs> Hold on, really? you, got, you got double personalities in that one. Yeah, it's it's really fun to try to fit two characters. 
Man, good for you. Hey, Tom, so this young man, and I've been a – look, I'm a fan of Berlin Catholic Central. Anytime, win or lose, teams I've coached that we've gone down to play basketball at Berlin Catholic Central, the people there have always treated my players and my staff and the people that came down with us the first class. Always. Hey, Coach, what can we get you? What do you need? And it just, I, I've always had a really good feeling, win or lose, at Berlin Catholic Central about some of the things they do in the mission statement. You just feel with the people that are working the games or parents that are watching the game for their, their kids or just coming to watch a good basketball game. And so it's it's my honor to have somebody from Burlington Catholic Central be our uh, current electric superhero of the week. And let me tell you, Tom, a little bit about this young man. Multi-sport athlete, cross-country and swimming, been on the National Honor Society. Um, his participation at in the key club events, fundraisers, all four years, he has uh, been a member of the Joyful Noise, which is the high school choir, including singing and playing piano at school masses and concerts. And there's so much that this young man does. And I don't, again, kind of like every week, Tom, I don't know how these kids multitask the way they do, but he's got two roles in, in the play, and he's uh, he's still making sure that all his grades are taken care of and things like that. And not to, not to mention those AP exams. I spent several days at uh, Wauwatosa East this past week, um, proctoring AP exams, giving the tests, and that is very stressful in and of itself. So, Luke, you must be one of those individuals who just loves to be busy and doesn't let anything bother you. Oh, yeah, I like to keep my hands busy. I like to keep doing stuff all week so I don't have any time off. I like to always be having something to do. Man, good for you. Tom, he's also quite involved with uh, his local church, which is really cool for me as a high school teen. He's he's also trained other young men to desiring to serve the church in in the capacity that he has. He's uh, had the opportunity to volunteer um, to serve our heroic men and women at Veterans Memorial Day ceremony and honoring them with the placement of, of flags at the cemetery. Luke, you have to understand that the guy at, at uh, uh, Ray Hoffman at Kern Electric is a veteran. And when I sent your bio there, he, he right away drew a circle around that and said, you know what, tell this young man thank you very much from me and from the people at Kern Electric. And that's what jumped off the page for him. So I appreciate your willingness to serve in that capacity. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's really nice to always give back to those people who served our country because without people like those, we wouldn't have the country and the freedom that we possess today. Man, amen to that. Hey, Tom, this young man started playing the piano at six years old. And uh, he has performed at nursing homes, community centers, and events, as well as church and concerts. Received the top score all three years at solo ensemble, um, advancing the state each year. And then you add on to that that he was the recipient of this year's um, Herb Cole Student Excellence Award and plans to attend Carthage College pursuing a degree in music and education. And I just, uh, I just think, man... As I say every week, Tom, if these kids who go off to college, if they just stay and come back into our community and they're the leaders in our community, we're going to be just fine down the road. Absolutely. And, you know, I respect anybody who plays an instrument. Luke started at age six. I started at age 62 learning the guitar. (laughs) And I wish I would have started at age six, I guarantee you. And I have so much respect for somebody that has, obviously, the talent you have and the things you can do on the piano. 
Thank you. Yeah, I have to give all the thanks to my Aunt Gail, actually. When I was young, she was the one who kind of presented the instrument to me. She just came over to her house and started to play a little bit. I looked at her. I was like, wow, I want to do that. And since then, she's taught me. And after she couldn't teach me anymore, um, she sent me off to another teacher. So that's how I became as good as I am right now. And not just any teacher, right? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> She's pretty darn amazing, actually. And her her name is uh, Bianca Visk, right? National mm-hmm. performer. And um, so it's not like you just went around the corner to, to somebody else. This is this is uh, somebody that's very well-known, obviously. And if you, there's a lot, I'm sure, that, that she can teach you. Hey, um, again, we're talking to Luke Gilmore from Burlington Catholic Central, and he is our... Uh, current electric superhero of the week and you hear why with all the things we're we're, we're talking about and the, the one question luke that we ask every winner is your servant leadership heart where do you think that came from um i would have to say there's quite a bit of role models that have got me through my life of course when i was younger it was my parents who got me inspired to get out and help the community through my church and also my main neighborhood and as I grew my faith, Jesus, a little cliche, but yes, Jesus has been like a really main role model for me because he's provided such good like virtues for me to follow, like patience and humility. And now that I'm in high school, teachers are a really good inspiration too. My swim coach always taught me to never give up, and she inspired me for all four years of my high school, not to mention my musical teacher who has always kept me going. She's always been there to help me through homework. Besides the choir class itself, she's always available to every student, willing to be there. She's like basically a second mom to me, so Man. they all inspire me a lot. You know what? How how uh, impressive is that? And it's interesting because the people that I talked to about you, uh, young man, said, look, you know, he we, coming into high school, he was a bit on the shy side. And all of a sudden now... You know what? This is a kid. He's because of being in in, in musical theater and in the productions and getting the lead roles in Newsies and Godspell and and the things that he's been able to accomplish. He has broken out of that, and he is such a leader in our school. And we're just going to really, really miss him. And and they they thought, and I wonder um, if you think that as well. That getting involved in theater has really helped you as far as being. Uh, being outgoing and, and, and being able to deal with a lot of different types of people. Oh, yeah, most definitely. When I first started off high school, I was very shy. I came from a country school out in Salem, while most of the other kids came from the main location around Burlington. So the only person I knew there was a friend of my name. His name was Max Frederick, and he was the only one I would talk to for the whole year. But um, as I got into musical, I was actually inspired by the varsity um, football player who used to go to my grade school to join the musical, which showed that it really was for everybody. And as I joined that and tried out more and more years, the bigger the role, the more confident I got in being myself and knowing that I didn't have to change to get to know people. And that really inspired me to break out of my box, talk to other people in my grade, even lower grades, help other kids get through what I was dealing with when I was younger. So, yeah, musical has really been a a big help in that situation for me. Hey, hey, Tom, so he's got all this stuff going on and – He's also he works at at Breezy Hill Garden Center, and he runs his own broad stand with his dad uh, during the fall of his freshman sophomore junior year to kind of get an idea of starting his own company type stuff. 
And so he, he's doing all of this, and then he heads over and, and his job in as part of the yard support crew at Breezy Hill Garden Center. So, like you said, he never. I don't. I don't know when when the kid sleeps, but when he's awake, he doesn't want to be. He's not playing video games all day long. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to ask you for some advice in terms of what we should be buying for our our garden in the back. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And if you, I would, what I do is head over to Breezy Hill Garden Center. They'll help me with that. And I got a feeling Luke might uh, be the guy from the back helping you. You know, put it in your car or drive it to your house or whatever, whatever you need. I, if you needed him to run it to your house, he probably would take off from Burlington and, and run it up to your house. And the whole way he's running, he'd be singing some songs from, you know, either Newsy or from Godspell for sure. Hey, Luke Gilmore, I we just are so, uh, so happy to be able to highlight, promote, and celebrate a young man like you doing really good work in the Burlington uh, community, certainly at Catholic Central. And understand, and I told you this off the air, but I want to say it on the air, when I ask the, the principal at different schools, and the first thing I say is, look, we need a kid who's great in the school, is great in the classroom, in the community. They go, well, we got nine, we got ten. And I go, I know that, but I need one. And here's the final question. And you're going to miss all of them. Is there one student that you're going to miss the most? And your name came from that. And, and I want you to know that the impact that you've had on the administration and that entire Burlington Catholic uh, school area has been really, really heavy. And they're going to feel, you know, they'll know about you for years to come at Burlington Catholic Central. And you've let you've left a legacy there. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, it was really, it was kind of cool when um if I may say this, when the principal called me down to the office, I was kind of scared at first when she called my name. I was like, oh, crap, what did I do? But um, when she told me that um, that she had picked me to go on this radio interview, I kind of just sat there not knowing what to say. And then she's like, we're really going to miss you. I'm like, that, I don't know. It, it feels really good inside to know that I've left such an impact on this school that I yes. love so much. And And you know what? And you should love it because you know that – Toppers do good work, and, and, and Catholic Central is, has been around a long time, and they continue to do, do good work. And I had so much fun talking to a couple of people in the office, including the principal at, at Catholic Central, and, and talking about you uh, behind your back, Luke, but in a good way. In a good way, and they just <laughs> say such good things about you. So, hey, Carthage College um, wins in this whole thing, and, and continue this mission that you have started at Burlington Catholic Central and bring that same that same inside spirit to you when you get to Carthage College? I will make sure to do that, yeah. I, the reason I picked it is because of actually the similar things that there are. They're both, like, compared to other colleges, it's a bit on the smaller side, and I really like that when it comes to a college or a school in general because the smaller the school, the better you can get to know more people. You can get to know all the students, and you can help be more like friendly it's it's really nice to have a lot of friends in those sorts of areas a lot of people who can help you through those sort of situations so i'll make sure to bring that leadership to help other people in that school as well as enjoy the faith community that they have there which is another thing i enjoy at catholic central so 100%. i can keep that faith strong yeah hey mm-hmm. can you hey can you imagine um luke that four years ago when you got there as a freshman 
if if you if I said to you, hey, in four years you're going to be on my radio show and you're going to talk about going to Carthage College because it gives you an opportunity to meet and hang out with as many people as you can, you would have said, you're out of your mind, Mr. McGivern. I have one friend. I'm not talking to anybody. And now look at and, and I give those people at Berlin Catholic Central, I give your family and certainly you a ton of credit. He is Luke Gilmore. He is our Current Electric Superhero of the Week. Um, go on the Facebook page of, of Current Electric to see a, a picture of this young man and read the rest of his bio. He is doing great work, and they're definitely going to miss him when he graduates over and heading over to Carthage College. Luke, thanks a lot for a couple of minutes of your time. Of course. Thank you, Mike. Once again, I really appreciate you inviting me on your show. I've had a blast. Excellent. Thanks a lot. Have a great weekend. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Gene Struess, uh, the retired Fox Valley Lutheran uh, Hall of Fame coach, and thanks to Tom Swiddle, this week's guest on Faith in the Zone is going to join us. And, Tom, I thank you for that. You uh, you said, look, here's a guy you might want on that faith-based show, and he he's – you're going to hear him tomorrow on this station as well at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. or on faithinthezone.com. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 a.m. The Fan. I feel that you smell that fresh cut grass. I'm back in my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Oh, welcome back to the Pickett State Wisconsin Football Coaching Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan. Hey, Tom, I'll tell you what, each week that Current Electric Superhero of the Week is more impressive. That young man from Berlin Catholic Central, man, Luke Gilmore, he, uh, he will be missed in the uh, halls of Burlington Catholic Central. He sure will, and I have to just say this you know he talked about how he got called down to the principal's office to be told of being on the show and, and winning this honor all i know is when i was in high school when i was called down to the principal's oh. office or specifically our dean of students office <laughs> at market high it was not to be put on some radio show no and you know tom when i was at mesmer i would take the back way and i'd look to see if my dad's car was in the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> if his car was in the lot, this was not good. I would. This was not going to be a good one, and that happened more than once. I'm sorry to uh, admit that. Hopefully, my son and daughter are not listening at this point. Our next guest, and you can hear him tomorrow on Faith in the Zone. And I have to give Tom Tom uh, credit for this, uh, Coach. When when you said, "Look, you called me early in the week and said, hey, I want to tell you about one of our guests,' and he's written two books, and one might fit really in with Faith in the Zone." And I immediately called uh, Gene Struess and said, "Hey, Coach." Um, I'd like to talk to you about this. And, gee, we talked for about 45 minutes, and then I came in the next day and, and hit record, and, and uh, we did three segments for from the former uh, retired Fox Valley Lutheran Hall of Fame coach. He's Gene Struess. Gene, how are you today? I'm doing just fine. I'm sitting here in Minnesota watching 13-year-old baseball in 42-degree weather. That man, <laughs> you know what? You're a tough man. That's what that's what you do as a grandfather, right? Right well, there. Hey, your grandson's playing baseball. You drive to Minnesota to watch him play. Hey, good for you, Gene. I got to tell you, I've talked to you more the last few days than I talked to my wife, and I don't know if that's a good thing. Um, but I really appreciate your willingness to come on Faith in the Zone and come on this show and talk uh, talk to us a little bit about you know being an author and some of the things that 
that uh, that you've accomplished as the head football coach at Fox Valley Lutheran. Um, can we talk a little bit about your background and, and where, where you grew up and how you ended up as the head coach at Fox Valley Lutheran? Yes. Um, I went to our teacher college for our, uh, for our Lutheran church. And when you graduate from there, the conference of presidents from the different places around the United States they come to the college and they figure out who has the talent to teach at what school, and they assign you. So your first year, you have no say of where you're working the next year. And when I graduated from college, they assigned me to Fox Valley Lutheran. I came there for one, I was supposed to be for one year when, when another gentleman got his master's degree, and the school was growing in enrollment. And uh, 43 years later, I retired from Fox Valley Lutheran. Wow. And as soon as, soon as, as, soon as you get there, you know, they, they need assistant football coaches. They need assistant track coaches. And, and you do whatever they ask you to do. And I was assistant football for uh, 11 years, and then I took over the head job for uh, my last 21 years of coaching. Amazing. Gene, you didn't realize when I reached out to you to be on this show that uh, you'd be part of a WISA reunion. That you know, <laughs> yeah, here you are, no you know, coached all those years in a, at a WISA school, and myself being a, a Marquette High grad, and then coaching at Dominican, and of course Mike being a, a Mesmer guy. That that you'd have all these WISA connections. Yeah, it's it's fun when you get back together with the WISA guys. Now we we lost one about what two weeks ago, Frank Matrice from Kenosha, yeah. St. Joe's. Yeah, yeah, wonderful he, he was man. A great I love friend. Frank, and I love when his we son, had yeah when we had athletic director meetings. You know, everybody enjoyed Frank, and I'm going to tell you a story about Frank. Every time we had a meeting we, and we go out for supper, we always told the waitress it was Frank's birthday. He had about four <laughs> birthdays a year. <laughs> Man, that, that is awesome. Hey, Tom, when I when I talked to Gene off uh, off the air about Faith and Zone, we started talking about the old Wissa days, and he said, look, we uh, we had some really good teams, but when, when you in order to win a state, you had to go through, you know, Bill Young and Dick Basham. Man, I, you know, that's a hard thing to do. And kind of like me, the WIA guys were like, man, you win a few games, you win a WISA tournament, why don't you come play us? And we went and did that, and we started winning some state championships, kind of like Gene did. He won one, and, and they were like, well, hold on a second. Maybe we don't want you in our club type stuff. But when he talked about having a coach against, you know, Smash and Basham and Billy Young, yeah, th- those are tough boys to, to have to try to beat to, to win the state championship. Well, and I coached against those guys, uh, well, Coach Basham many, many years, and Coach Young when I was at Dominican. And you're right. Um, and, you know, there's probably a lot of listeners that don't even know about WISA, that there was a, a private school organization. So, Gene, do you want to just talk a little bit about WISA and, and what it was well, like in the old days and then what happened when the WISA schools were put into the WIAA? Well, there were some great, there were some great days in WISA, but it got to the point where the, the disparity enrollment was so far apart, like a school where I, where I coached at, it was tough for a school of 500 where you've got 250 boys playing a school like Marquette with over 1,000 boys. So, I mean, sometimes you could hang with them for a half, but you could never beat them in the second half. They just outman you. And I was one of the five athletic directors that met, I think it was in 1987, and we really started working on it wasn't a merger. It was a total take-in by WIAA, and we are so thankful now. And see, what, what, in, what happens now is – Schools like Fox Valley Lutheran, they play schools the same size in the playoffs. 
you know, before we always had to play somebody larger. And I remember one time our basketball team went down to play uh, either, either was seen St. Kate's or Kenosha St. Joe's, and they were like the number two seed, and we were the 15th seed in basketball. Well, what, what sense does it make to drive that far? You'd rather drive across. If you're going to lose, let's drive across town and lose. Let's not go down to Racine or Kenosha. So we we feel really blessed to be in the WIA. WIA, they are so nice to us. We just we feel really welcome. Well, when you uh, you sent me a copy of your your book, Gene, and thank you for doing that. And I read it. It's a wonderful book, and and we will get to that in just a in a moment. But you included a really nice note to me where you talked about Dick Basham from Marquette High. Uh, knowing that I had played for him, um, what's your favorite story about Coach Basham? Uh, just, just that he was a gentleman. He and I were on the uh, Wissaw football committee together for years, and uh, Wissaw at that time it was like an invitational to get into the football tournament. And Dick and I would represent. He would represent the Milwaukee area. I'd, I'd represent the Fox Valley area, and we were presented to a committee. And there was somebody from you know southwest corner of the state and uh, middle of the state. And we would just we'd put in our pitch and we'd tell them about the teams and they'd select the teams. But it, it's always a joy to see Dick, you know, wherever you bump into him, he's just he's a class act. And sure, I mean he beat the crap out of us on the football field, but you know he he had the horses. But he was always a gentleman. You know, he never rubbed his face your face in it if he, if he pounded you. That is correct. 100%. Yep. Hey, we'll get to a break, guys. Other side of the break, we want to talk with uh, Coach Truce about these books, Essays on Coaching Athletes and, and Morning Prayers for a Christian School. And we'll, we'll talk to him about writing these two books and, and the, a way that, uh, that you can get those books um, if you're feeling led to get them. And, and Mother's Day is coming up Sunday, so it might be a little late for that. But you can always get you know, your mom or your wife or yourself one of these books uh, and, and say, look, if I buy both of them, and, and, and Coach, we can do the same deal for these listeners that we're doing for Faith in the Zone, right? If you buy them both, you right. get a little bit of a discount. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. He's Gene Struess. He's a retired Fox Valley Lutheran uh, football coach. He's in the Hall of Fame, State of Wisconsin. He's author of two books, and we'll continue with him on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save. Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle, Associate Head Coach at Heartland Arrowhead. Our special guest, he is Gene Struess. He's a retired Fox Valley Lutheran football coach up in Minnesota area, uh, watching his grandsons play baseball. So we really um, thank him for, for the, the time that he's given us. Hey, Gene, um, the books that you've written, and I want to start with the essays on coaching athletes, advice for athletic administrators and coaches of all sports. Talk, talk to us a little bit about the reason uh, writing that book and how difficult was it for you to, to, to write it? Well, as athletic director, you're, you're in charge of supervising coaches, and you get coaches retire, new coaches come in, you observe your own coaches, you, uh, you survey the players to find out what's going on, you observe visiting coaches, and then on the second hand, there's buzzwords and there's trends in athletics. Things like 
the one that pops in my head all the time is elite. Everybody's elite. So, and when you're the head football coach or athletic director, when you bump into somebody in the grocery store, what do they want to talk about? Not the weather. They want to talk about athletics. And you're also in that role. You talk to uh, to groups, and people always have questions. So what I would do, I would I would write little paragraphs to myself. So I had it clear in my brain when the topic came up. I knew how to explain myself and do public speaking. So so I wouldn't sound stupid. You know, you, you want to present yourself well. Well, COVID came along, and after I wrote the prayer book, I thought, well, COVID's still here, and I can't leave the house. What am I going to do? Well, I had all these essays written, and I thought, you know. I could give advice to young coaches. This could help them. And uh, parents could read it and learn why coaches do what they do. So I had 10, 12, I don't know, maybe 15 essays or paragraphs written on topics. And I sat down at my desk, and it didn't take long. I had 30 more topics. And I just, I'd finish one topic, and I go, okay, now I go to another one. And it didn't take long to come up with 45 or so. And by the time I got done, it's like, I think I have 50 essays. And I got you know, two, three, four in my mind that I got to do a second edition and add to that. But it's it's meant to help young coaches. And, you know, when you're coaching, you go to a clinic, you don't change everything you do. You just try to pick up one point. So if a veteran coach reads my book, he may say, there's one point I can implement into my program. So I, I wrote it to help people. You know, Gene, um, I, I read many of the essays in the book that you gave me. And what struck me is, and you kind of have a unique view because you've been both a coach and an athletic administrator, so you can look at it from from two different angles. Yes, yeah, and, and that this was an emphasis I put in the preface that I did. You know, I, I observed coaches, and boy, I tell you, sometimes coaches do things you say you can't do it that way. You just can't. Sometimes you have a visiting coach and you just you eavesdrop on their on their team meeting at the end of the basketball court. And you just cringe at what they're telling the kids. And I had times where, and I still do this, I will call an athletic director and say, I observed your coaches, and boy, were they gentlemen. Your players were gentlemen. And I think that's important to call the visiting school's athletic director. And if a coach is doing something right, and you, and you call the athletic director at the other school, and they pat the coach on the back, that just helps the coach to keep doing the right thing. Hey, Gene, um, what's the easiest way and the best way for people to uh, to purchase your books? Well, I make more money if they buy it straight from me. Let's see. That's so, what that's what I'd like to, to let's promote that part of it. So my email is G for Gene, and then my last name S T R U S Z sixty seven at gmail dot com, and then I, I I package them up and, and ship them out. I charge a you know a couple bucks for postage, and uh, the gals at the post office they know me pretty well. I keep mailing these books out. And if they uh, if they want you if they ask you to sign the book you'll do that as well right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And people that I know personally, I write a note to them. Good. You know, if it's a former player, if a former player buys it, I definitely talk about their athletic abilities and you know how they grew as a as a Christian. So, yeah. Hey, hey Tom, a couple of the uh, you know you go to the table of contents to look at the different chapters. The ones that and we had this conversation on Faith in the Zone. On page uh, 43, it's athletics is not that important. Page 45 is athletics is important. Yeah. And we had that discussion, and, and he made it makes all the sense of the world to guys like us because we understand that athletics is really important to a point, but then there are times it, it just isn't that important. Yeah, I, I actually read both of those essays and uh, just a lot of insight. 
you know, into all the things really that, that Gene says in that book. And as you've mentioned and Gene mentioned, there's so many topics on there. You know, mothers, you know, I mean, tough love. There, I mean, there's just so many things in there that I think coaches can learn. Yeah, and I think not only young coaches, but old coaches like us. Yeah. You know, guys that guys like me that are now retired can learn still because we're always talking to other coaches. You know, once you're a coach, you, you seem to surround yourself with other guys that and, and gals that are coaches. And so you can talk to them about about trophy games and opposing coaches and above reproach and that kind of stuff that is in this book. And and Gene, I think there's there's so much um, not only for coaches but for parents and grandparents as well. See, I think I think a parent that would read it, they would understand their child as an athlete better, and they would understand why coaches do what they do. Yeah, I agree. Could hey, could you talk to me about? And we had this conversation, but thank you, God, Amen, which is uh, page hundred and two. Um, and and I just think that you're onto something because I feel like you do when when somebody gets a you know I don't know they they hit a free throw and they're or hitting their chest and pointing to the crowd or they they get a first down all of that and 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 that that essay of thank you God Amen was pretty interesting to me. Well, late in my career, and I wish I would have thought of it earlier, but it's so simple. So many things in life go well, and you just got to stop and say, thank you, God, amen. I can't stand it when I read a sports article and the writer makes the athlete out to be a god. Athletes are not gods, you know? And so when you have a player that scores a touchdown or makes a winning free throw, you just you walk off the court or you go back to the huddle and you say, thank you, God, amen. Don't go pounding yourself on the chest or you score a touchdown and you're celebrating so much you forget you're the guy that kicks the extra point. You know, you got, you got to keep an even keel. That is for sure. I have to ask you, Gene, <laughs> is there one particular topic or perhaps essay that you wrote about that, um, I don't know, was your, your favorite or a message that you really wanted to get across? Well, for the parents, you know, I, I've got the one chapter called uh, Helicopter and Snowplows. And, you know, we've had helicopter parents for a few decades now where they hover over their kid. Well, now we've gone, we have snowplow parents. They get everything out of the way for their children. And I read an article where it said um, they're not ready for a job or marriage till they're 29 because they have not been allowed to fail. So I just love it. When I hear somebody's topic where they talk about failure is good, you learn from failure. You think of people that are, are business owners. How many of them succeeded the first time? Maybe they had two or three that failed, and they learned from it. We all, we all learn much more from our failure than we do from success. Um, the perfect record for a, for a team is to have, like, two or three losses. You know, football, if you're 8-2, and two, basketball, if you're 20-4, and four, you can teach kids that they have a few losses. If they win all the time, how well can you teach them? Yeah, that's uh, 100%. And, and very quickly, we don't have a lot of time, but the second book, uh, Morning Prayers for, uh, for a Christian School, uh, we talked a lot on, on Faith in the Zone about that. Um, Gene, talk a little bit about, about that, how that came to play. I did the, uh, the morning prayer every Wednesday. Our principal assigned five different administrators for the mornings, and then the person who gave the morning chapel wrote a prayer for the close of school that the principal would read, so when I retired, the vice principal said, I would like your prayers. He knew that I kept them in a three-ring binder. But, you know, two years later, you say, I'm looking at this prayer. Oh, I can improve that. And it's all scribbled up. So 
when I retired and he wanted it, I said, oh, it's a scribbled mess. I got home and I started rewriting some of those. I wanted to give it to him. And then you forget about it for about four years. Then COVID comes and you finish it because you got to have something to do when you're sitting at home. <laughs> so the first thing I did when the book was published, I gave it to, he was the vice principal then, he's the principal now. And I said, here's your book. Because the person that opens the school day with prayer, if you're the principal and you're, you're in charge of everything, and all of a sudden, two or three minutes from now, the spell's going to ring, I need a prayer. Well, I did it to help out Christian teachers. Man, good for you. You can pick up one or both of these books, $16 and $11, 16 for Essays on Coaching Athletes, $11 uh, for Morning Prayers for a Christian School. But if you if you buy them both, um, he'll give them to you both for $25. He'll sign them if you would like. The easiest way to get these, the best way for Gene for you to get these is, is by emailing him at his email address, which is GS. T-R-U-S-C, the number 67, at, is it at, where is it, Gene, at? At gmail.com. Gmail.com. Sorry about and, that. And, and now, when you say G. Struess, it's it ends with S-Z. Sometimes it sounds like a C when we pronounce it, so it's yep. S-T-R-U-S, Z is in zebra. And the number 67 at gmail.com. And if you're driving, get a hold of me. I've got his email address, and I can I can hook you up with that. Um Coach, thank you so much, and and I really appreciate your time, not only today, but certainly the time that you had given me this week for for Faith in the Zone. That's going to air Sunday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m., and it'll be up on faithinthezone.com. In fact, Coach, I think it's up there now. So if you go to faithinthezone.com, you can take a listen to it. You can uh, email Gene uh, uh, Gene about these books. Again, G-S-T-R-U-S-Z-67 at gmail.com. Com. Coach, thanks a lot. Safe travels. I hope uh, hope your grandson's playing some pretty good baseball. Yep. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for having you. me. I, re- I really appreciate it. Yeah, Have a you, good day. You bet. Have a great All day. Right. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Tom and I are going to wrap it up. Got a few questions for, for him on what's going on out at, at Arrowhead, how that team's going to look, and talk to him a little bit about some of the scores uh, from last night, and some of the teams that uh, I didn't think would have great years had pretty good years and got a chance to get some wins in uh, spring football, and we'll do that on the other side of the break. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. My co-host is Tom Swiddle. He's a co. He is the past president WFCA, and he's the associate head coach at Arrowhead, Hall of Fame member, and he's got all kinds of titles. I can't get them all in. And <laughs> man, he's Ingrid's husband. That's the most that's important. The best one, yeah. And he is a certainly he is a dad, and maybe that's the most important. Hey, uh, coach, what a good show today. You know, we we start with Mike Bartholomew, who's talking about the differences coaching football in 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 Nevada to Wisconsin, and there is some big differences. Huge differences. I mean, just imagine what it would be like in Wisconsin if. You could basically practice all year round, like it never ends. And you know, I remember we went to contact days, and it was kind of a controversial thing because there, there's a lot of coaches that really didn't want to do it 
And, you know, at first I think it was three days and it expanded to five. And, you know, you basically do it because the other sports were having contact days. I mean, that's was like the impetus, you know, why football sort of went along with it. We didn't want to be left behind in that matter. But, you know, it's kind of put some coaches in a, in a quandary because it's like if you don't, you don't have to use your contact days, but if you don't use it and somebody else in your conference is, you look bad. So now it's just a way of life. You know, everybody does their five days. But, uh, yeah, out there in Nevada all year long. Hey, Coach, there was a young man I coached at Dominican who was coaching high school basketball um, in, in Washington, D.C. area. And he said, Coach, we, we, can, we have as many contact days as we want. We can, we can go year-round. And he said the tough part with that is there's so much pressure. If, if you want to take a couple weeks off, there's so much pressure because the guy down the block and the guy, two guys in your conference are not taking those, that, those weeks off. And you're wearing these kids out, man. He said, I'm wearing them out. And there's, I, I don't know another way to do it because of that, because everybody, you want to make sure that you're competitive because everybody else is using all this time to get better. And he said, I would like the five contact days. That gets everybody in the exact same mode if they want to use those five. And there isn't anybody that's going two days, you know, the entire off season. And he, he thought that the way that we're doing it here in the state would be better for kids and better for coaches. Well, and it's one of the reasons why, and I've had opportunities through the years to schedule schools from Illinois, but one of the reasons I, I never did that was because they have 25, at least they used to, 25 contact days in the summer, and it's unlimited. They could be with them all day long if they wanted, you know, and you're right, it's it's you got to be on the same playing field, sort of, with the opponents that you're playing. No doubt. Hey, and then we had my uh, Brian Kaminsky on, head football coach, Sun Prairie, and he's president-elect of the WFCA. And, you know, I, I enjoy every time we have him on, Coach, I, I enjoy him. He seems to really kind of get it and, and doesn't take anything take anything too seriously. He certainly takes his program in high school football, but he has fun while he's doing it, and he's a heck of a football coach. He is. Tremendous success through the years. Always one of the top programs in the state. You know, he was 6-0 and this spring. It's just too bad there weren't, uh, you know, spring playoffs or, you know, regional, whatever we called it in the fall, you know, where you could have maybe put uh, Sun Prairie and De Pere, who was undefeated, and, you know, have Kimberly and, and Fond du Lac in a grouping of four. That would have been an interesting grouping. Wanakee was undefeated. But, uh you know, Brian, the thing that, that I'm happiest about is he's recognized as a leader. Um, I can tell you over the last four or five years, he's become much more, I'll call it vocal about things. And he's kind of rallied uh, other individuals to be more vocal. So um, he's really going to have a great presidency. You know, and, and from this area, I think you throw Greendale into one of those pods as well because they went undefeated. And you know Coach Stoltz, does a really good job at Greendale, and that that would be a team from this area. Racine Horlicks had a really good year as well, and you look at those kind of teams and say, okay, if there were going to be a a four eighteen pod with some undefeated teams, Greendale would have to be put in into one of those. Absolutely, Rob had a great year. I actually saw them play this year against Hale, and they ended up winning the game. I think it was thirty five to nothing or forty two to nothing. They looked really good. 
Yeah, and they beat Milwaukee Lutheran last night, fifty-one nothing. And and uh, Milwaukee Lutheran started out pretty pretty strong beginning of the year and, and and struggled down the stretch. And my son-in-law joined that staff just for this year. And uh, my daughter works at Milwaukee Lutheran. Really good friends with the guys on that staff. And and he said, boy, we had some injuries and had some things going on over there that we could we just didn't have enough kids. To, to be able to, to to be competitive down the stretch. And I see that Rob scored 21 in the first quarter, 21 in the second, and then 6-3. and three. So it's kind of typical, I think, Stoltz of, of, look, he was up 42 nothing and a half, and let's, let's call the dogs off a little bit. Yeah, and you know what's weird about the spring season, because I'm sure the spring was like the fall, like you never knew who you were really playing in any given week. Because I know at Arrowhead, we had many weeks that we lost guys because of contact tracing, you know. Right. And so you could play somebody, you know, on a Friday, and they would have a different team the next Friday. <laughs> right. You know, just because of who's available. And I'm sure the spring was the same way. Hey, Tom, last thing I wanted to, to touch on, you know, we've had some discussions with the All-Star game and still trying to figure if if we could have the games on on twelve fifty AM the fan, but boy, really, really good meeting with the people from Children's Wisconsin and they are just so excited about you know being with you guys again this year and and uh we're certainly hoping we can raise a lot of money for them. Yeah, I mean the all star games are definitely a go. Um we have our training sites uh for the pre week or for the week before the game camps that happen. The games will be at Oshkosh, a little different uh, uh, schedule this year. The eight-man game is going to be played on Friday night. The uh, small school will be at 2 o'clock, the large school at 6 o'clock. We're on TV again with Bally Sports, and we're keeping our fingers crossed that we'll be able to have them live on WSSP as well. Yeah, and possibly throughout the state as well, and that's what we're, uh, we're hoping for. Hey, Tom, thank you so much. Looking forward to Getting back at it with you in, in a couple of weeks. He is Tom Swiddle, again, associate head coach at Arrowhead. I'm Mike McGivern. This has been the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan.